I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jock Shock Nick's podcast. Game 2 recap here on the Midtown and Rebound podcast network. Part of the Fans First Sports Network. Somber moods here. After game two, we knew it wasn't going to be that easy. After game one, Josh Hart doubtful going into game two. He ends up playing game two. It ends up not mattering for the Knicks in game two as Cleveland evens the series as we go back to Madison Square Garden for game three of this best of seven series. Cavs won 107 to 90. They were up by a lot more than that at one point in the second half. Knicks had a rough night in Cleveland in game two. They didn't match the intensity that was needed to get a 2-0 series lead, and Cleveland showed why they've been so tough to beat at home this season. They are now, at least at the end of the regular season, they're 31-10 at home this season. Knicks have been good away from home. They showed that in game one thought they showed that in the first quarter. Knicks were keeping it very tight. It was only a three-point game after the first quarter. Felt like the Knicks were right there. Could definitely make this a very difficult test for Cleveland. And then the second quarter happened, and the game completely changed. Knicks get outscored 34-17 in the second quarter of the game. They get doubled up in the second quarter, and the Knicks never recovered from there. And uh, the Knicks did win the fourth quarter. Didn't matter. At one point, I believe Cleveland was up by 24, something like that. If not more, they had a really, really rough night. The Knicks shooting the basketball. Knicks as a team shot 36% from the field. They shot 24% from three. Thought a few calls could have gone the Knicks way that didn't. But really, it was the defensive effort of Cleveland that ruled the evening. And they dictated the tempo because of that from start to finish. You got to give the Cavs a lot of credit. And really, it wasn't Donovan Mitchell that that beat the Knicks. It was the supporting cast. And Mitchell still had a good night. He had 17 and 13 assists. But it was Darius Garland who had 32 points. And you throw in Karis LeVert, who we talked about being an X-factor in this series. He had 24. I mean, that can't happen if the Knicks are going to win this series. So, listen... The Knicks had their lowest point total, I think, of the season, if not their second fewest points in a game this postseason with 90, or I should say in the regular season, including the postseason, with 90. Randall had 22, but he had six turnovers in the game. Jalen Brunson had 20 points. He had six assists, but he missed 12 of his 17 shots. He was one of eight from downtown. R.J. Barrett uh, had a decent game, but he still struggled from the field. Four of 13, 0 of 3. From downtown quickly at 12 off the bench Josh Hart really struggled I think you could tell by the end of the third quarter that uh, he was not up for it dealing with that injury didn't take as many shots as we're used to seeing from him but the other part of that is the the Cavs defensive effort they grinded the Knicks down in that second quarter and the Knicks had no answer in, in quarters three and four in meaningful minutes they just did not have 
a, a chance to really uh, match the fire and the desperate play that Cleveland brought to the table, knowing that they needed to win game two to avoid going to the garden down 0-2 in the series. And that's exactly what they did. So got to give the Cavaliers their credit. It, it was something that we were expecting to see. Big picture, you know, you can argue it's a, it's still a win for the Knicks overall the first two games. They get a split. Next two are at the Garden. You got to feel good about the Knicks' chances there. But this is a missed opportunity. You know, the Knicks could have potentially gone up 0-2 in the series. Sorry, 2-0 in the series. Cavs would have been down 0-2. And not only did they miss the chance, I mean, they were thoroughly beaten. They were thoroughly beaten in this game. And it just wasn't good enough on the defensive end of the floor in particular. I thought the Knicks offensively weren't great. I mean, they gave away the ball way too many times. I believe the Cavs had 17 turnovers. The Knicks had 17 turnovers, but it seemed like every Knicks turnover turned into a Cleveland bucket at the other end. And just frankly, in my opinion, sloppy play. And I was telling a few people uh, while the game was going on, texting them saying, this is probably, you know, especially the second quarter, maybe the worst quarter of Knicks basketball in a big spot that we've seen in three months, two or three months, something like that, because of the lack of intensity, lack of effort at times, especially in that third quarter, the Knicks conceded the game. It felt like they knew that they were kind of, they, they did their job. They already had won a game. They, they didn't have that greedy mentality to try and really take a stranglehold over the series. And now the series is up for grabs going to New York for game three and the garden will be ready. Will the Knicks be ready? I think that is really the, the talking point, you know, you know, Julius Randall after the game said, you know, it's the garden, you know, it's going to be rocking that kind of a thing. The Knicks have got to be on their game. Garden. We know is going to be ready to go. Garden is going to be ready to go. The Knicks are one, one in the series. Game three is pivotal, especially if the Knicks can win it, because then game four becomes a very big opportunity for the Knicks to really take control of the series. So the Knicks have got to be ready. The intensity needs to be there on the defensive end of the floor, and they've got to take care of the basketball. Knicks at home should be able to do that. We'll see. Cleveland defensively sent a message in game two. Knicks need to reestablish themselves a bit in game three and try to take the lead back in the series and have a chance to really establish themselves as the front runners to go on and win this series in possibly six games. That's really the goal is to have a chance in game six to win the series. So we will see if the Knicks can turn it around. I think game three will tell us a lot about how the Knicks can bounce back. It's a postseason run. These are going to be, you know, the moments like this are going to happen the Knicks have to respond. That that really is the number one key for game three. They'll have all the support they need from the Garden crowd. Can they match that intensity and that support with their play on the court? So we'll see. Again, I, I expect the Knicks to bounce back. Overall, you look at the big picture. If you told me before the series, you get a split. I would have absolutely taken it. I think any Knicks fan would have taken it. Knicks are in, still in good shape. It, it's about the performance and bouncing back from the performance in game two to show that that was a blip. The Garden will be ready. The Knicks will be ready on both ends of the floor, diving for loose balls, making plays happen on offense, taking care of the basketball, and making life very, very difficult for Cavalier players on the offensive end of the floor. That's what we want to see, and I'll be excited to see if the Knicks can bounce back from that and implement 
those changes and improve themselves to potentially go on and win in game three. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Before we wrap up, I do want to do a quick whip around around the rest of the NBA playoffs. Memphis bounces back just before I started recording this to beat the Lakers without John Morant by 10. They win 103 to 93. That's a 1-1 series. How about the Kings up 2-0 over the Golden State Warriors? Draymond with a stupid little stomp on DeMontis Sabonis, who shouldn't have grabbed him to begin with, but... Draymond Green reacts terribly. He not only got tossed from that game in the loss, he's out for game three. He's suspended. Just a really just, you know, asinine play from Draymond Green. We'll see if it impacts the series because we've seen this happen before in the finals and it cost the the Warriors a 3-1 lead in their 73-9 season. Then... As I'm recording this, Milwaukee up big on Miami without Giannis. Huge opportunity to even up that series. Denver's up 1-0. They're up by 15, second quarter of game two in that series. Boston, once again, were, the, were a class above Atlanta in game two. They won by 13. That series is basically a game away from being over. Boston just needs one in Atlanta, and that series is over. Philly didn't look convincing in game two against Brooklyn. Joel Embiid kind of carried them. They won by 12. They're in control going to New York for game three. Brooklyn's in big trouble. Uh, We knew that going into the series. They have nobody who can guard Embiid. As long as Embiid's healthy, Sixers are probably going to win that series in four, maybe in five, if the Cavs, or I should say, beg your pardon, the Nets get lucky in that series. And then, of course, last one to look through, Clippers-Suns, even at one apiece, big bounce-back win for Phoenix in Game 2. The way the Clippers won the first game made me a little worried that we would see something similar in Game 2. But Devin Booker led the way, led the charge. KD and CP3 were there to uh, facilitate and also put in some big buckets down the stretch. And Phoenix looked like a team that if they can get out of this series could maybe challenge Denver in round number two or whoever they're going to face. So they look like a contender again, Phoenix. Let's see how it how it goes when it's, the scene shifts to L.A. for games three and four. That's going to do it for this brief playoff recap. Thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. Again, it's the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Midtown and Rebound podcast network, all part of the Fans First Sports Network. 
We're going to be back to recap game three and the rest of the games of this series and the rest of the NBA postseason. And we will have a full show coming up soon to really take a deeper dive into everything that's going on in the NBA playoffs. Until then, enjoy the games and we will talk to you all very, very soon with more NBA playoff basketball.